Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the Eastern Border. This is uh, the first release of 2023, and I hope it finds you in good health and, uh, well, that you've rested a bit. Because, you know... Time to get the whole sad story going once again. The New Year's Eve, and the whole day of it, was quite eventful on the front lines. Again, Russia turned on their mass bombings to the max. A lot of civilians were bombed, and we have reports in Kherson that a 13-year-old boy managed to get under shelling twice in the same day, in the 31st. First, when he was walking home from a market, and then he was wounded. Then he was taken to a hospital, and the hospital was under strike once again. Russia really isn't pulling its, pulling its punches, and uh, well, war crimes continue. But uh, there's another strike that happened, and apparently Ukrainian HIMARS missiles, in the early hours of January 1st, struck a vocational school in Makivka, which is located in the Russian annexed part of the Donetsk region. And, uh, well, Russian mobilized were quartered in the school, and there's huge amounts of doubt about how many people were actually killed there, the numbers go from about 60 to about 600. But all in all, apparently, well, the whole building was destroyed, and this is coming from pro-Russian side. The total numbers are, like I said, varied. But I would state that there would be, you know, more or less reasonable sources state that there would be about 200 casualties. That's including wounded. I guess over 100 were killed and, and more casualties happened. And like I said, this happened. This came from pro-Russian side because they were worried because they can't really, you know, disperse their troops. So, so they're all all held in um, various dorms and, and schools where they're all stuck together and they can't really do anything about it. So they're easy targets for the Ukrainian side. That was good news, but again, lots of speculation about this since, well, the complete numbers probably won't won't be known to us. Since, you know, on the Russian side, no one really bothers to accurately report any losses. Even Girkin was a bit stunned about all the situation, and everyone on the pro-Russian side seems to be quite dumbfounded about the silly reasoning of the higher-ups to actually concentrate the mobilized there. But again, uh, I can't give you exact numbers right now. I'll wait for a day or two until the necrologues start appearing, you know. The whole thing about how many people have died and where, because that thing is um, is quite calculable. 
But on the other hand, we have another interesting thing. Because um, Kremlin has released something that's always popular among the listeners of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, comrades, we have another handbook for authorities and pro-Kremlin media on what should they say in end-of-year reports about 2022. So, you know, if as you probably don't, don't watch pro-Moscow TV or, or stuff like that, then um, obviously this will be news to you, but this still continues on. The recommendations range from insisting that Putin prevented an impending NATO attack on Russian territory to claims that the denazification of Ukraine is going well and that the Russian economy is about to start booming. This is interesting. Well, here you go. I have some main points for you. Russia's presidential administration wrote a manual for authorities and pro-Kremlin media outlets explaining how, exactly, they should sum up 2022. The document has four sections of recommendations. Main themes, strengthening Russia, the SVO, or still the Special Military Operation, as the Russian authorities call their war with Ukraine, and <clears throat> this is you're going to love this, the New World Order. In the Main Themes section, the document's authors recommend emphasizing the usual Kremlin line. In sending Russian troops into Ukraine, Vladimir Putin made the only right decision preventing an impeding attack by Ukraine and NATO on Russian territory. The handbook says that Western countries have been preparing to attack Russia since 2014, and were planning to divide and conquer the Russian people. What actually happened, obviously, in 2014 was that Russia and Crimean provoked a conflict in the Donbass, for a um, few, few of you who probably didn't know. According to the document's authors, the special military operation has been successful. As a confirmation of that success, they discuss the, quote, protection of millions of Russian people, the return of Russian lands, and the strengthening of national security. This, by the way, was mentioned on Twitter when uh, some people were amusing how and why the official Russian propagandists are celebrating their small gain of land in the referendums and didn't understand why. Well, this is why, because they were given instructions to. Quote, Russia now has 89 regions and its territorial area is increased by 80,000 square kilometers, which is over 30,000 square miles for the American audience. This territory is three times larger than Crimea and two times larger than Slovakia or Croatia, Denmark or Switzerland. The expansion of Russia's borders due to the reunification of Zaporozhye and Kherson regions means that Crimea has ceased to be an island cut off from the Russian mainland. However, the authors obviously ignore the fact and mention, don't mention that Moscow doesn't fully control any of the four annexed regions. Apart from that, you know, they also don't mention the fact that Russia lost the city of Kherson, the only regional center it had captured since February 24th. The handbook also notes that the Russian army is successfully achieving the goal of the military operation to demilitarize and denazify Ukraine. It advises confirming this fact with data which is regularly published by the Russian Defense Ministry, though, as we all know here, Russian Defense Ministry updates have little in common with reality, and um, I personally like to call them Russian Ministry of Lies. However, the document also advises propagandists to, quali to qualify statements about the war. Russia, according to the handbook, is fighting not Ukraine, but NATO, the most powerful war machine in human history, this is, by the way, a quote, which has nevertheless not broken the Russian army. Quote, 
NATO is an enemy on a completely different scale and level than the Kyiv regime. If not for the West, Ukraine would long ago have been demilitarized and accepted Russia's terms. No one is expecting a quick victory. Time is on Russia's side. Uh, yeah, I highly doubt that one, but whatever, this is propaganda machine. Anyways, continuing on. This is quite difficult for me to do. I hope you understand. Continuing on. The situation with the special military operation is under control. The lull at the front is due to two troops regrouping and the need to train the mobilized. The manual's authors simultaneously present another thesis for propagandists. Quote, The West is supplying less and less equipment and funds to Ukraine. They don't explain how to deal with the fact that this assertion contradicts everything else, the manual says. In the section of Strengthening Russia, the text's authors recommend emphasizing Russia's closely ununited society. They connect Putin's high official ratings, according to Russia's Russian state's polling center, 78.5% of respondents trust him, directly to, quote, Russians' unconditional support for the special military operation. However, you know, has been previously reported, and I've previously told you, and as has happened there, even authorities' secret polls confirm that Russians are tired of war, and really want peaceful negotiations with Ukraine. In the end-of-year videos and texts, propagandists should tell Russians that the country's economy has a, quote, has a huge safety margin and development potential, and that the situation will continue to improve. This is um, obviously not true. You know, just to point out. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. In the New World Order section, the handbook calls Russia a leader of countries that do not recognize Western exceptionalism and a leader of just, democratic, and a multipolar world. And if you're wondering how I do not puke a bit in my mouth every time I read such texts, the fact is I have um, I have become immune to, to this nonsense, so that's a, bit, that's a bit weird. The Kremlin's handbook says that Putin is, quote, giving Europe a chance to come to its senses and regain its subjectivity and its future. Now it claims European countries are merely vassals on the periphery of the United States. Their only future, listen close, dear Europeans, lies in close cooperation with Russia. Because, obviously, all of us in the EU are absolute fans of Mr. Vlad Putin, and we would care about nothing more in the world if only we could have Russian boot stomping down on our throats and, you know, taking away every last possible notion of any even remote choice of, uh, you know, democracy and freedom and all that other Western nonsense that um, apparently we have been too oppressed by. And, um, yeah, I would like to end this by 
returning to Makivka. Dmitry from War Translated. By the way, boy, how he's grown. It's crazy. Good luck to that guy. He's provided two um, translations of both commentators on the Russian side about this whole issue. First off comes from our best buddy and, you know, friend of the show, Igor Gerkin. Ah, uh, miss that guy. Mm, quote, on Makievka, briefly. I received information about the strike on the object around 1 a.m. on the 1st of January. The facility, which housed the Nth Division, consisting mainly of mobilized citizens of the Russian Federation, was almost completely destroyed as a result of the detonation of the ammunition stored in the same building. Almost all the military equipment that stood right next to the building, without the slightest sign of disguise, was also destroyed. In terms of the number of victims, there are still no final figures, since many people are listed as missing and remain under the rubble. In any case, the number of dead and wounded goes to many hundreds. Well, he claims that it goes. Approximate numbers of 200s are available, but I will not voice them. And then, of course, he gives out his personal critique of the whole situation. I was warned that this could happen again at any time, since this is not the only such extremely dense deployment of personnel and equipment in the zone of destruction of HIMARS missiles. And, yes, this is not the first such case. Last year, there were also quite a few of them. Although, as a rule, still with fewer victims. But our generals are untrainable in principle, although they themselves, after the summer of pogroms of, of caches, prefer to stay away from the location of entrusted troops outside the radius of destruction of enemy missiles. And then another comment by Pavel Gubarev, an active war participant since 2014 on the Russian side, and he commented of this situation. In the summer, in the Kharkiv front line, our rear base was in Alexandrivka, 25 to 30 kilometers from the contact zone. It was located at the industrial base. Having returned there from combat with seven wounded, we found that the rear base was shelled with grads, bringing losses of two killed and 18 wounded. After the incident, the personnel was settled in the village and ammo cache was moved. These are the mistakes of spring-summer 2022. We are at war for the 11th month. It's important to settle in small groups. Everyone knows that. The mobilized might not know, but the authorities should know. If you don't punish for this now, it will go on. And we hope it will. Makivka is a criminal negligence. Neg negligence. And here's another story from my wife. Quote, HIMARS were flying every day to hotels where administration officials, journalists, and other stuff... <laughs> journalists. Oh boy, I don't call those Russian propagandist journalists. That kind of insults me to the nth degree, but whatever. We're located. In the streets, Ukrainian saboteurs were blowing up officials. Good luck to my buddies, Ukrainian saboteurs. To the requests of employees to occupy private buildings, the administration of Kherson replied, it is not allowed, so that the Ukrainian media couldn't say that we occupy private property. It's difficult to count how many soldiers died there from the stupidities of the authorities. It's hundreds of people. Hundreds. And then he gives condolences to the families and friends of the victims. But, you know... I wouldn't be as nice as he is, since that's a problem that won't change. Nothing's gonna get fixed, anyways. You know, nothing's gonna change since Russia is solving the completely wrong issues. They're they're probably gonna mobilize once again, and that's gonna go totally sideways, just like it did last time. Because, uh, unsurprisingly enough, and Russia doesn't want to speak about this, but a lot of the mobilized have been um, wasted already. Wasted or refusing to fight or there's issues with them or, or they don't have any equipment. At any rate, the whole first partial mobilization has proven itself to be, um, yeah, unsuccessful, to say the least. 
hasn't really changed anything. Just a bit of, you know, said back and think about how many people actually fled from Russia when this whole thing was announced. More is going to happen if there's going to be another wave of it. And it's still going to continue. It's a little bit weird. Now we hear rumors about, you know, borders being closed on 5th of January, but I heard, and Khodorkovsky even told, that they would be closed on 25th of September, and that really didn't happen. Maybe because they somehow managed. I highly doubt that such luck will, you know, follow them once again. It's going to be difficult. And uh, sadly enough, Putin might decide to just throw bodies at the problem until body, until the problem goes away. But uh, what what is he going to do when he runs out of bullets, literally? Use bayonets? Well, people might not like bayonets as much. At any rate, I think that, yeah, war didn't end. This was my hopes this winter. But I do believe that we have possibly seen the breaking point. That is, at least, if um, if the West continues its arms supplies to Ukraine. And, well, if we would be lucky enough, not if those supplies would increase in quantity and quality, since, you know, if Ukraine loses this one, then, like Jens Stoltenberg, the General Secretary of NATO, said the price we're going to have to pay later on is going to be much, much higher. So, you know, I'd rather we... Uh, in general, as the collective West, take some responsibility and push through. Do some good for the world. And that's about that. That's about it for today. Thank you for listening. Please, if you like the show, do consider becoming our patron on patreon.com slash eastern border. Thank you for all my patrons there. If you would like to support the show with one-time donation, as we are still preparing and working on our next trip. It's I know it's been laggy and I should be there by now, but uh, plans were shifted about and everything didn't happen as I had predicted but that's normal in such situations but yeah if you like to support the show with a one-time donation then please go to our website theeasternboard.lv and click the donate button there and yeah of course we'll continue our work and well see this through until it ends I can't do anything else otherwise and please do remember especially this new year that happiness is mandatory Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.